Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on March the 14th, 2023. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, losing time and his mind. Caffeine Rage. On today's show, we will, of course, be discussing a couple of games that we've been playing. A Souls-like dev is accused of reusing From Software animations. Square Enix says Forspoken sales have been lackluster, and many small and mid-sized titles, quote, did not perform as well as we had expected, end quote. Uh, ZAUM resolves legal dispute with Disco Elysium producer Cower Kinder. And from the community corner, FIFA loot boxes violate Austrian gambling laws, a court rules. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Good evening, Rage. Hello. How are you tonight? Little punch drunk. Uh, very much have things uh, tied together temporarily, trying to actually be able to record. Because, hey, guess what? Let's have a repeat of uh, about a month ago. My video card, well, was dying, so I sent it back. Yay! I've been having issues with it for a couple weeks, and I was hoping it was a software thing, but no, it was getting worse. So. Uh, well, let's see how new eggs, uh, 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 return policy does because right. I was still right. within the month, but the thing is that I did something smart. I paid off, uh, paid it with a credit card. So if they fuck with me, I'm going to charge back. Hell yeah. You charge that back. I don't care if uh, they close down the account because right. <laughs> right. You charge it back real good. But right now, uh, the video card is in Ohio heading west. Assuming that it, yo, does it, yo, get caught in a train accident or something. I mean, it is Ohio, so right. Yeah, they're uh, they're having a lot of those here lately. Well, it's more the fact that the media is paying a lot more attention to train wrecks now. I mean, just in general, you know. Yeah. But the thing is that it also kind of highlights just. How shitty the infrastructure is in the U.S. But yeah. nobody wants to, yeah, you know, uh, spend trillions of dollars uh, to fix it because, yeah, you know, it makes them look bad. Oh no, it makes you look bad, and yeah, who almost, gives a shit about all those people getting killed? Am I right? Yeah, it's almost as bad as uh, thirsting over little gay boys on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm picking you up. What cover you're that one? Down. No, you go ahead and cover it. Uh, the lieutenant governor of Jared State was caught thirsting over little gay uh, fem boys. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm I'm a cat boy, Ubu. And mind uh, you, it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad if he was you know you know not. You know, passing uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, uh, stuff, right? Or trying yep. to. I mean, the the P in, in GOP just stands for pro- pro- project. Like, me think he doth protest too much. That's that's where that that one's going. It just is so... Cri- like, if this, you know, if this was a TV show, it'd be like, come in the fuck on, man. Really? You're going to use that as your plot? But it's like, no, this happens to be real life. 
Well, the fact that Cyrate Live uh, makes him sound more sane, though, right? Yeah, which is uh, although, that's hard to do, you know. Although Good. I do appreciate the running gag of having George Santos pop up. <laughs> Good old George Santos. And when I say good old, I mean, what a prick. We are assuming, of course, that's his real name. True. True. He could be the real Jeffrey Epstein for all we know. Da, da, da. I do, right. not, I do not feel bad for saying that. Well, we'll find out if he's the real Jeffrey Epstein if he you know, suddenly uh, shows up uh, you know, with a suicide. Right. <laughs> oh conspiracy theory bullshit is weird i mean jeffrey okay jeffrey epstein's sudden demise is weird right Mm -hmm. but not conspiratory the same like the conspiratorial bullshit levels that they make it out to be but anyways i mean i do think that there's a possibility that uh he didn't kill himself but i'm not going full on yo it was the deep state that right yeah yeah i I feel like it's possible he was murdered but yeah, besides the deep states, uh, way too busy making the frogs gay. Right. They're making the frogs gay. Anyways, uh, where, where, where are we? What are we? Ga- games, uh, right. Yeah, games. That's what we do. We're the a video, video games, games podcast. So, uh, hey, Rage. Hey, Rage. We've got some games we played this week. I've got one. You've got one. Who wants to go first? Uh, I could go first because mine's actually going to be somewhat short. Oh, mine is too, surprisingly, but okay. So... Since I'm on essentially reserve power, I have either the Switch or my laptop. And uh, I'm on like this crusade to build up enough Microsoft rewards points to uh, get the uh, Forza expansions because why not, right? Right. So I needed something on Game Pass to play on the laptop to get the points there. And I found Merge and Blade that was released pretty recently. And by pretty recently, I mean way, way, way too early. So, uh, Merge and Blade is essentially a combination of Match 3 with a auto-battler. Now, mind you, I have not played much, if any, of the auto-battler genre. So, anything that they do that is yeah, pretty common for the uh, for this type of game... Completely over my head, all right? Okay. So, uh, the game essentially has, in its primary campaign, two phases, where it's like a match-three game. Uh, if I use the ter- the game Columns, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, not off the top of my head, okay. no. All right, Columns was a old Sega Genesis game where uh, it was matching three of the same gem that would uh, disappear like in uh, Tetris. Merger Blade does the same thing, only instead of them disappearing, they uh, a unit will upgrade to the next one in the progression train. Like going from farmers to blacksmiths to uh, knights to uh, rogues, that sort of thing. Right. Which uh, that's and- an extremely common thing for these auto battler type games. I've played a few of them. Yeah, and uh, the thing is that I'll be damned if I could figure out exactly where or how the game determines where it's going to put the merged unit. Because for a while, I thought, okay, well, it'll just put it either forward or backward to paste on the 5x5 grid. But no, that doesn't seem it. 
okay, it just seems like it, uh, it puts it where the newest unit and the merge went. No, that doesn't seem it either. And it makes it very difficult to try to plan out your moves whenever you don't know where the merge is going to happen, you know? Yeah. Now, that's kind of the first uh, bugbear I have with this, all right? And also the fact that whenever the units go into their battle phase... They kind of rejumble around uh, uh, on top of things, and it makes it so that when you go into the next matching phase, there was a couple times that all my units were like merged from this yeah pretty decent sized group down to like three units because they got like this massive combo. It was wholly unuseful, <laughs> and there's no way to prevent it because right, right, uh, and the game is unbelievably grindy. I mean, there's upgrades for each individual units. There's a, a taking upgrade essentially for the number of turns in the matching phase. So I was already starting to feel that this was going to be a game that I was not going to play for long term. It was to you know, poke around a little bit on it and that's it. Then I hit the show stopping bug in the game. I beat level 5 and got to a defensive uh uh, thing which is essentially play as long as you can but it's also the game does this weird thing where uh, on normal levels it's like uh, running toward, uh, off to the right and uh, the units get jumbled up uh, quite a bit but on the defensive levels they move pretty much back to where they were so there's a little bit of difference but not a ton but level 6 just would not unlock and I'm not sure if there was some sort of requirement to hit on the defensive level or what. I just could not figure out, you know, what I was doing wrong. Then I started poking around the Steam forums, and there was people complaining about a later level that's in the same kind of situation where it's right after the defense level, and there's a bug with that one it not unlocking properly, which makes me think. I got the same bug, but only in an earlier level. Right. So that, that's kind of straight, you know, two and three, right, uh, right off the bat, right? Yeah, that's that's rough. And also, the game feels so unfinished. I mean, this ha- this is not an early access game in uh, in any stretch of the imagination. It's well, I should say, it's not marked as an early access game on Steam right now. So, but. The roguelite element, there's a roguelite uh, version. It has one of three modes in, enabled right now, with one uh, marked as coming soon, and the other one just completely grayed out. Uh, and also the heroes, which you have to protect in the uh, roguelite element. You have one that is uh, available, one that's a paid DLC, and a third one that's marked coming soon. Mm. So, yeah, right? Yes, the very, very special unit coming soon. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that uh, you have to protect that unit and you only have uh, it in the uh, battle uh, phase. The only time that you can actually move units around on the grid without you know having to merge them into a more powerful unit. You only have so many swaps. And in the roguelite uh, version... Uh, you have so many swaps, period. You don't get new ones after each battle phase like you do in the 
campaign mode and yeah, you know, I can use a campaign like sarcasm quotes because truthfully the campaign mode is just doesn't feel like it's trying to do anything outside of uh setting up a ground. Right. Uh, there's a some sort of a loose story about a, a demon summoning things and uh in as a side effect uh, your heroes are able to merge down into more powerful units, but it's just yeah, right? Yeah. I was not hugely impressed then I hit the game stopping bug. And things get very expensive very quickly. And, th- and you have to unlock so much. You have to unlock each new unit. You have to unlock uh, more turns uh, uh, on the uh, 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 matching phase. You have to unlock more uh, swaps for the battle phase. And it just feels like a grind that just is wholly uh, unsatisfying. And, and and unsatisfying as a $10 game, let alone... Oh, free is not the proper uh, term, but, you know... Uh, 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 unsatisfying as included in Game Pass game, you know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, until they uh, fix uh, the game-breaking bugs, avoid it like the plague. <laughs> Sounds like or, some pretty it, solid it, advice. It, it, unless you're a uh, Republican, then, uh, you know, I guess there's no avoiding it like the plague anymore. Right. You flock to the plague and then drink bleach. <laughs> I'm not sure what the equivalent is for this, but you know. But yeah, um, uh, I, I do not recommend it. Good to know. I will be sure not to play it based on your non-recommendation. I mean, whatever a game breaks on level five, right? Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, not usually. Okay. Well, the game I played. Uh, I guess it's actually been probably three weeks ago now, um, was Forspoken. I played it right after it came out. I did not buy this game. Um, You know, I live in a house full of people, and one of the people did buy this game. And uh, then he got sick and didn't want to play games. I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing anything this weekend. I'll try Forspoken. So I, I played it, and it's fine, I guess. Forspoken. Oh, Forspoken is a um, open world sort of exploration-y game with a, a, a female protagonist who is from our world and some contrived bullshit happens and she winds up in... Oh, did, oh, did she meet up with Truckkun? <laughs> no, that would have been so much better. Oh my god. But no, there's some contrived bullshit happens, and she gets like some ma- like a magic bracelet, and she winds up in a magic land, and somehow she's the chosen one who has to stop the demon invasion and save the world, and she has magic powers, and when she does that, she gets to go back home. How many times have you heard this story before? Or some well, version of this story before? Well, considering I'm a fan of anime... Right. I mean, I mean, you just uh, named about twenty isekai animes this season. Right now, that story can be done well. It can be told in either a unique or interesting way, yeah, or but given this is published like by Square Enix. Yes, or given like a neat or weird twist or something. 
but it it doesn't. It doesn't do any of that. Number one, it's it's just bog standard. It's tropey as tropey can be, and it's trying to kind of wink at the fourth wall for some of that stuff. And I don't think it does a very good job. There are YouTube compilations of like all the cringy dialogue, the the magic bracelet, and um, Frey, the the main character, both seem to have like fifteen mm, percent of Deadpool's awareness and attitude. And it does have a lot of of like cringe kind of humor in it. And I think a also lot of a it. Lot of cats, it seems. Yeah, I have a problem with the opening of the game. We'll talk about that in a second. The the it's got probably fifty percent of the dialogue that I've experienced so far lands. Thirty five to forty percent of it is just kind of whatever. That's fine. And then like ten percent of it is super cringe. And the YouTube uh, compilations are all the super cringiest dialogue. Um, you know, it tries to do that. It definitely would benefit from would have benefited from like a, a second or maybe even a third pass f- from some writers who are people of color. Um, I have heard some stories. I don't know if this is true or not, but allegedly this is another example of a studio who has a bunch of white dudes trying to write for a black woman. And then just basically just asking her if it was okay, rather than bringing in some actual uh, persons of color to write the script and the jokes. Um, so, you know, about half of it lands and part of that might be me being generous because I too am white dude. So, I mean, the dialogue's not all that great and it's really trying to carry itself on the dialogue. The combat system is fine. It's kind of an Arkham style combat system where that you sort of super glue to whatever enemy you're facing and all of your attacks kind of automatically go that way. Um, It's trying to do a lot of sort of fancy stuff with, like, counters and using counters to set up your spells and uh, make them more powerful. Almost like with this, like, ping-pong element of, like, sending attacks back and forth until you make a spell that's so powerful the enemy can't block it. That's a kind of a simplification. But really, the system... It it has some accessibility options that make it to where that the system will automatically do a lot of that for you, which I think is good because its timing is bullshit and busted. But in doing so, it takes away a lot of your options in order to sort of decide what type of attack you want to ping pong back and forth. Um, And it just seems to go for whatever is the most powerful in terms of raw damage numbers. But there are, of course, elemental weaknesses and ways that you can combine and chain different magical abilities to create sort of uh, hybrid or like combo spells that you could do some interesting stuff with. And in my experience, the automated system seems to ignore that. Um, But I mean, the combat system is fine. It looks pretty. I'll give it that. It looks really pretty. Looks very fancy. Feels very hollow. Um, uh, What other? I mean, that's I've got a couple other critiques that have to do with like the story telling and stuff but as far as gameplay mechanics go it's fine it's all very fine um it's just too long so first of all the intro to the game it takes way too long to get going it takes you about two hours to really get into the action um the cynical part of me says just long enough so that you can't refund it on steam when you realize how generic and mediocre it is oh i think it's not a 70 dollar game 
right? Good thing it's not a $70 game. Oh, wait. My other issue is at the beginning of the game, like, okay, Frey has been living her whole life as like a downtrodden black woman in New York, and she's been scrimping and saving, and she's getting ready to like really start her life. And then Truck Coon shows up. And then Truck Coon shows up. No, and then there's a fire that burns her apartment down. And you like you wake up, the apartment is on fire, and you've got your entire life sa- savings, this like duffel bag full of money, right there at your feet. And you go to pick up the money. It's like, oh, I gotta save the cat. I, I can't think of the money. I have to go save the cat. It's like the bag of money is right there. Just pick it up and then go. Cause you have to leave your bedroom to go find the cat. And then you come back for the money and your bedroom is burning down. But but why do you have all your money in a bag like that? Yeah. They but should what, not what, what was it like a drug deal or something? It's video game logic. Game. Video game logic. I mean, they shouldn't have even given you the choice. You should have woken up and the character should have been panicked and like you rush and grab your cat and then you realize the money is like in your room and then you can't go back and get it. Or maybe you just like, oh shit, you know, like you get outside and you're like, oh my God, I left everything in there. And then they do like the explosion or whatever. So much better. Like you can interact with the money. You can stay in there all day and, you know, press X to pick up the bag of money. And she's like, I got to get the cat. I can't even think about the money right now. I gotta get the cat. That just really bugs me. That like it's not even a it's not even a false choice. It's deliberate, contrived, hand holding, bad storytelling bullshit. But then you spend a couple hours wandering around New York and then you get the magical bracelet and you go to Magic World, whose name I can't even remember. This says Athea, uh looking at the Steam page, and I, I had forgotten try. that. Yeah, because it's the game should be linear. It really should. If the game was linear and something like eight or ten or twelve hours long, it would be perfect. But the fact that it's well, I won't say perfect, but it would be better. The fact that it's open world and that they put so much just crap everywhere, and not only is it open world, but it does the thing where it's open world, but then once you go past a certain point, you you can't go back. There's sort of checkpoints that prevent you from going back. So you feel like you have to do... Well, I don't. I got tired of waiting. But, you you know, it, it tries to make you feel like you have to do everything. But then it suffers the sin of if you do everything, you're overpowered for the rest of the... You know, for sort of the final boss of the area before you move on. And then you can't come back. And essentially, all you get are crafting materials. Like, there is some interesting equipment that you can get that looks cool... But most of it is is fully customizable, which I think that this is a good play, honestly. Um, but the way that they handled it, the customization is frustrating. So there are, I, I don't know how many, let's just say that there's 10 different sets of, of gear. And each of them have sort of some base stats um, that are similar-ish, but they look drastically different. And then you get crafting materials that you can spend to upgrade your equipment, give it basically more customization slots, and build it up. Um, but you very quickly hit sort of the ceilings for each area, at least as far as I played. I didn't play, you know, I, I played 10, 12 hours maybe. So who knows how how 
if this holds true, but I pretty quickly would hit ceilings for my equipment. It's like, oh, well, I clearly can't get the material that I need to level up this any farther because it's in the next area. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the intent is for you to get all of the equipment and level it all up, but like as soon as I picked something that I liked that like looked cool, I just stayed with it. Because I was using the auto systems because the timing for the uh you know, quote unquote action combat system was so precise and unforgiving that I just stuck with the auto battle system. So really not many of the stats mattered to me. So I just picked something that was cool. Looked cool. So I don't. They didn't implement that very well. So, in other words, uh, Square Enix deciding to shut down the studio, no great loss, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, te- well, technically, remerge them back into like the uh, NFT uh, obsessed blob that is Square Enix. Yeah. So nobody really lost their job. They're the the just the studio name is gone again. Yeah. They, this game is going to be one that companies like Square Enix point to and say, see, we tried to do something different and it didn't work, but really they didn't. They didn't, or or like, see, we tried to use a person of color and you people weren't interested in it. It's like, no, you made it at best a mediocre game and, you know, tried to make us believe that it was supposed to be some hot shit, but it was just a mediocre game. I mean, honestly, I... Didn't even realize it was out. I'd heard a couple times about it, but that was about it. Yeah. So, for spoken, I mean, if it ever comes to Game Pass, maybe. Or if you uh, have an opportunity to play it at somebody's house or something, sure. Don't don't waste your money. Don't even pirate it. Don't waste your hard drive space or SSD space or whatever. I mean, it's really telling whenever it's running at a 58%. Yeah. Uh, 58 and 59 uh, on uh, recent and all-time reviews. I never even realized it launched back in uh, January. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wasn't really looking for it either, but eh. Yep. I played it, like I said, I played it about three weeks ago. Um, I'm surprised was- you remembered it. Well, I mean, it's I, you know, it's a big quote unquote AAA title. I don't play too many of those, so it kind of sticks out of my mind because I don't play very many of those games, and this is why. Well, uh, that's what Game Pass is for for me these days, to be perfectly honest. True, very true. So yeah, um, I think that's it for games we played this week. Woo! Our first news topic: Souls-like dev accused of reusing from software animations. Yeah, this is an interesting little mess of a story, huh? <laughs> yep. Let me close and open the appropriate windows. Um, so there is a game, Bleak Faith, um, that is a you know Souls-like type game um, that is apparently, supposedly, using the exact same animations for one of its bosses that is in Elden Ring and then in the article there's a comparison video that shows the attack animation and how that they are the animation is the same and the keyframes are the same and there's some there's differences in the appearance and there's some differences in the I guess you could say effects coming off of the character um there's also another one that's a little further down for an attack that the player is using and 
Square Enix's or not Square Enix uh, from Software. <laughs> sorry, from Software is saying that this guy uh, is is has basically re- stolen or is is using their code without permission. Uh, their uh, animation. Oh yeah, their animation. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and the story from Archangel Studios is saying that uh, they bought an asset pack and that they're blaming Epic for not making sure that there's not you know copyrighted material in the asset packs for uh, the Unreal Engine. Saying that Epic has removed the assets from the Unreal Marketplace but won't say why and that yeah, the that the Epic store cannot be trusted. So what an utter mess of a story, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I believe this guy, because the thing is he hasn't produced any kind of receipt or bill of sale. Yeah. If all he's gotta do for me to buy like I mean, yes, I agree with him. The Epic store can't be trusted. Fuck him. But I mean all he's gotta do for me to one hundred percent believe his claim is to just show the receipt. That's it. All he's got to do is show where he bought this asset pack that he that he claims is where it came from, and then, you know, I'm on your side. But he hasn't done that, at least at time of recording. Yeah, at least as far as we can find. Yeah. As far as we can tell, he has not shown any proof that he, he purchased the assets in question. I mean, personally, I think his claim is true regardless that Epic doesn't, um... Uh, curate and validate anything that gets posted put up um i genuinely believe that that's true yeah Um, which if that's the case we're going to see a lot more of this in the future because you know games are not games use a lot of uh, resources from libraries like this and if it's that easy to pull well, at least according to the uh, to FromSoft, I've never played Elden Ring, so saying that this animation is obviously from insert boss's name here, I wouldn't know. All right, yeah, but for players of Elden Ring, I mean the obsessives that you know could do some of these insane like. Uh, you have no hit runs, that sort of thing that would easily be able to tell these animations. The We're going to s- possibly see more uh, issues where, you know, assets that are copyrighted to a particular game or a particular developer pop up somewhere else because some uh, jackhole ripped uh, the assets and just put it up on sale. I mean, we've already seen asset flips where they're selling free demos. Uh, we've seen copyrighted uh, materials. We've seen copyrighted music uh, getting put in packages. So why not animations at this point, right? Yeah, why not? That, that is, of course, assuming this is true. And this is not just some guy tr- trying to drum up some information or some uh, some publicity through you know, bad publicity. Uh, for their game, because that's kind of the uh, the flip side of it, is that Bleak Faith Forsaken it released on the tenth, all right, and it has mixed reviews and not many reviews, and it seems a very uh, based on the reviews, all right. I 
I do not play these types of games, so. Uh, but based on the re- on the reviews, it's a very bland. Uh, doesn't stand out a, a lot. Uh, uh, for the genre, so yeah, bad publicity is still publicity, right? Assuming, of course, yeah, they didn't mean to get caught, and uh, their story is bullshit. That's kind of yeah. the thing is that. Things are so murky right now, it's hard to tell one way or the other. I mean, honestly, it all could be true as well. He could have known what he was doing, but is using this opportunity to gather publicity because instead of just showing the receipts and just letting it be done, you know, he's dragging it out. I don't know. I hadn't heard of this game, and certainly I'm not somebody who would buy it because I also don't play Souls-like games. But, you know, we're talking about it. I know a a few people in our audience do. And so, you know, we've technically now marketed this game for free for this guy because he was in the news. So who knows? Who knows? And it it does say here, I skimmed right over this, but at the top of the article, it says update. The developer has removed the assets and Epic has said that it can't guarantee that asset marketplace sellers are following the rules. Yeah. So that, well, that's what the second link in the, uh, 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 in the show notes is, uh, linking to that. Which does that? That doesn't fill me with confidence of using Epic uh, Store assets, you know. Correct. It does not because you're taking a huge leap of faith if you're uh, using an asset pack in the store page. Just says, "Yeah, we think that they're allowed to sell this. We don't know." Although I'm not sure how you'd actually vet something like animations. I mean, you could have a a database of uh, music and. Uh, textures and compare but animation keyframes are going to be a lot harder i would imagine yeah there i mean i'm sure there's a way to do it if somebody tried hard enough or had enough humans on task but that seems like a uh losing proposition to try to do and that brings up sort of the question of like what is um what would this be trademarkable copyrightable like do animation keyframes count as some type of um, you know, intellectual property that someone can I would, own. I would imagine so. I would also because, think so, but you know, what I does mean, that? I mean, uh, kind of the more famous one is that recipes cannot be uh, copywritten, but they can be trademarked. So, or like how I could uh, print out a recipe uh, for Twinkies. All right. But I cannot sell the product that I make from that because Twinkies are a trademark thing. I cannot call them Twinkies, you know? Right. So I guess by that same logic, yeah, though, they're not saying that this is Dark Souls. Yeah. They're, they're, trademark and copyright law is murky and messy. Yeah. And I kind of wish that there was a legal eagle on this one because that Ooh. would be fun. That would be fun. I think I'm going to submit that to him. I mean, you know, I don't as an idea. I don't know if he'll follow through on it, but I'll submit that to him as an idea. And I just did it again where I'm trying to type on their own keyboard. Are you going to see if there are any legal YouTubers mm-hmm. that are talking about this? Yeah, I mean, uh, the... Oh, come on. I was wondering if Lord uh, uh, French had uh, d- copied something uh, on it. Because, yeah, that's the other one, right? Yeah. I was just blanking on his last name there for a moment, so... What, Leonard French? 
Mm-hmm. But he hasn't posted a video in a few months, which yeah, I was I, I was wondering if I had just been missing his uh, stuff, but no, he just hasn't been posting. I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm gonna go double check, make sure that there is an illegal eagle. Yeah, I googled the article headline, but I know Hodge Law uh, was sick for a while, so I know that he was out of action. I think he's back, but. And no, there's nothing on Legal Eagle. I mean, I, Legal Eagle doesn't typically cover game stuff, so. Uh, Googling. No clear answer or video about a legal person. I think I will um do some looking, some more looking for it later. Not right now, though. Yeah, searching Squaresoft with the lawyer. Uh, comes up with a lot of base attorney stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, messy, murky, uh, and then there's the uh, whole legal issue too, right? And it does seem like this is an issue with assets packs in general, but now we're starting to get to animations as well. Which oh boy, right? Yeah, it's uh. Gonna be a weird throwdown one day. Video games mm-hmm. are gonna be at the center of it. Yeah, I'll be there on the sidelines with my popcorn and hope for the for a good outcome. So, uh, speaking of your favorite game this week, <laughs> yeah, uh, turns out Square Enix is a little disappointed with sales. And no, this is not a rerun from like the last what five or six years worth of SquareSoft stuff. Yeah. So they held their shareholders meeting at late February. And uh, with the reports from that, they basically came out and said that uh, Forspoken uh, didn't do all that hot. Yep, I got the article up now. Um, Let's see. In the article, net sales declined year over year in the HD games sub-segment, partly because the release of major titles a year earlier had created challenging year-over-year hurdles. But also because many of the new small and mid-sized titles we launched this year did not perform as well as we had expected, which is they, uh, they're considering seventy dollars a mid-sized title. I don't know. I uh, know individual titles were specified under as underperformers, but as a refresher, some uh, not all of the RPGs that the publisher released in that time frame includes uh, the Dio Field Chronicle, Star Ocean, The Divine Force, Harvestia. Which, that's another one that I know got raked over the coals on reviews, at least at launch. Uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And Valkyrie uh, Equisium. So, yeah. Alright. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find what the actual sales numbers were for Spoken. Probably going to be difficult, if not impossible, to find. Uh, Harvest. Uh, well, I I was just wanting to see what Harvest yeah, did, uh, because this was like kicking off like a good half dozen different farming sims on uh, one of the Switch Directs. Uh, it's at seventy one percent, which isn't too bad for the genre, but once again, it's you know Square Enix, so it's a sixty dollar title because right, yeah. Uh, I really hope Tactics Ogre Reborn is doing well because 
I, I played the uh, the Super Nintendo one. I just haven't gotten a chance to play the, uh, the redo of it. But it's once again, you know, a fifty dollar game for a remaster, essentially. Yeah, it's just really hard to bite down on that. Oh fuck these people! I'm like scrolling through some articles trying to find the sales numbers, and in the comment section of this article from PSLS, don't know who that is, PlayStation something, I guess it says, "Yeah, that's what happens when you let a bunch of hipster millennials work on your game." Like, fuck you. Just make a better game. Make a game that's good and worth playing. I'm surprised they're not complaining about the games being too woke now. <laughs> uh, so, the, for the more recent AAA release of Forspoken on page 6 of the outline, uh, they stated the following. Reviews for Forspoken, which released on January 24th, uh, 2023, have been challenging. <laughs> However, the game has also received positive feedback uh, on its uh, action features, including its parkour and combat capabilities. Uh, do you have any uh, feedback on that one? Uh, they, they are bland and generic. Uh, so it has yielded results that will lead to improvement uh, of our development capabilities of other games in the future. That said, its sales have been lackluster, and while... The performance of new titles with February and March release dates will be the ultimate determinant. We will uh, see considerable downside risk of our financial year 2023 uh, uh, third quarter earnings. So, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's see. So, I, I still can't find any numbers. Forspoken... In was near the top of the Steam charts release week, mm-hmm. which I don't see any specific numbers on that right here. I'm sure I could spend some more time and find those, but I'm trying to not spend any more time on this than I already have. <laughs> Supposedly, right. Forspoken's budget hundred million dollars. Wow, there's no way you win at that. There's no way you get sales numbers that aren't lackluster like okay let's say $70 a copy mm-hmm. um let's see pull up my calc- my handy dandy calculator here to do some math all right 100 10,000 100,000 million 10 million 100 billion 100 million dollars divided by $70 well i have steam database up and running uh there's a few different uh, uh, options. Uh, the high is based off reviews, assuming a certain percentage of uh, people leave reviews. Yeah. Is 310,000. The low, estimating based off the uh, player numbers, is 89,000. Which, damn. For a AAA release. Yeah. So if if the developer got a hundred percent of the money, which they don't, um, I, th- I think I remember reading at some point in time they got like somewhere like fifty percent of the costs they got mm-hmm. um, on physical copies that they sold. So let's assume worst case scenario they're all physical copies. In order to break even, 
they would have to sell 3 million copies of the game. It's $70 a pop to break even on just the development budget, not including marketing, which was a huge marketing push push for this game in film. They say you double your budget because you pay your, your, your budget again in marketing for your movie. So if that's the case, they would have needed to have sold almost 6 million copies to break even on this game. I'm just looking at the prices on this game because damn, uh, because uh, yeah, different territories, different prices, and in the EU, the equivalent, it's eighty five bucks. Damn right. Yeah, I'm not against paying eighty five dollars for a game if it's worth it. It's not worth this. No, it's not. But yeah, they would need to sell. Worst case scenario, they would need to sell six million copies to break even. Best case scenario, they would need to sell about two and a half million copies to break even. So, new IP don't historically sell that well. This is an IP that's selling into a very saturated gaming space. These sort of open world action games. There are better open world action games. Um, Better Square Enix open world action games. And according to this on the estimates... Tactics Ogre may have done uh, just as well <laughs> as were spoken. That's rather telling, huh? Yeah. But even then, yeah, Tactics Ogre is, what did I say, 40 bucks? Yeah. And owner estimates, uh, estimations is between 67000 to 132000 Which is not great, but at the same time, right? Yeah, I think I think a major problem with Square Enix is that they're trying to sell their games at way too high a price, and it just makes me not want to, or makes me at least not want to buy in. Yeah, I mean, just picking another one at almost random, Harvestelia, their farming sim slice of life thing, which is a niche game to begin with. They want sixty dollars for that game. Yeah. I remember seeing this. I was like, oh, it's like Final Fantasy looking. That's like a farm game. Which, it looks cool. But I can get games that are that, you know, for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. 30 bucks. Uh, they won't be as pretty, but I bet you they'll have better gameplay. Yeah, or at least as good gameplay. Well, okay, so Harvestelia. It's players right now is 69. Nice. With the... Uh, a 24-hour peak of 81 and an all-time peak of 3,395. And based on those numbers, it estimates between uh, 28 and 79,000 owners of the game uh, using the number of reviews. Yeah. Square Enix historically also like never or not never, but rarely puts their games on sale. And when it does, yeah. they're not on sale for a good price. Yeah, I mean, these games are a little too new to really be able to give a historic low, but, whew, I just, I just don't see uh, where Square, uh, how Square or Enix would do this uh, for much longer. I mean, to be fair, they are selling off all their Western stuff, or a good chunk of their Western stuff, to buy in on NFTs. 
Right, because that's going to make him more money. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see. Harvestillia's historic low is 20% off, which brings it down to forty seven ninety nine dollars uh, U.S. Tactics Ogre saw a 15% reduction for the winter sale, which brought it down to forty two forty nine. Forspoken hasn't had a discount because, right? Yeah, it's too new. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's pick another one. Starish, and that'll be a fun one. Yeah, that, that's totally not a uh, niche title, right? An old, a very old niche title. Well, this is the new one. Uh, by the way, there's a new Star Ocean. Hey, there's a new Star Ocean. Is this it? The Divine Force? Yeah, and it's also 60 bucks. Yeah, I like Star Ocean. I like the Star Ocean series. Not for 60 bucks. I can play most of the best ones uh, for free on an emulator. Hey guys, pirate video games. Yeah, it was released uh, in October of last year, five months ago. Uh, its historic low right now is on is December from the fifteenth through uh, the uh, January fifth, which it's not marking it as the winter sale, so it might be preempting it and going through it. But that's still thirty percent off, bringing it still to forty one bucks. Which, yeah. I know, a, a, a massive uh, JRPG, you know, that's starting to make a bit more sense, but Star Ocean is a very old franchise that has a kind of a cult following. It's not one of the more mainstream ones. And it's a good game series. It is. It's enjoyable. But yeah, it's not... It it does. It is not a Final Fantasy level of series. And once again... That, that makes sense. And once again, we're looking at owner estimations uh, of uh, just under 30k to 81k. Yeah. Uh, let's do one last one. Dragon Quest Treasures, the latest Dragon Quest. Because, right? Yeah, I feel like Dragon Quest is a bigger one of their games. A bigger name title, slightly. Well, let's see if I can find it on here. Assuming, that, of course, it released on Steam. Because that might be a Switch-only uh, title. Yeah, it looks like it's... Yeah, it's Nintendo Switch-only, so whoops. Can't do that one. Uh, oh, uh, of course. Uh, let, let's do Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Because that gives us some real numbers, right? Yeah. Which, okay, a uh, hot take. I think Square Enix needs to lay off the Final Fantasy VII shit. We're seeing way, way too much of that one installment i agree with you but that seems to be their most successful property at this moment true uh it just i'm a little bit tired of seeing final fantasy 7 shit so they're still not breaking a million on this uh based off reviews seventy-three thousand to two hundred one thousand, with player tracker given an estimation of a ballpark 125,000, uh which is better but yeah, this is still yeah, you know, like their big yeah yeah, one of their big titles, right? Yeah, it just feels like uh, looking at all this. I don't see how Square Enix is surviving. I mean, their all-time peak on on a Final Fantasy VII game uh, is still less than ten thousand. All-time peak, you know? Yeah. Which I imagine that's going to be their launch number. Or if not, right? Yeah. 
uh, their first major sale. But I'm not. Hang on, oh, what's their price history? That, this hasn't even had a sale. So uh, right, and it's been out. Oh, uh, oh well, uh, it came out December of last year, so three months. So eh, I can see no sale on that one. Uh, this one, okay. So this did. Whoa, hey, I, I, I found a Square Enix game that actually had a substantial discount at some point. Wow, which one? Uh, Valkyrie El- uh, Elysium. Okay. Uh, it saw a fifty percent uh, price reduction, bringing it from sixty down to thirty. <laughs> uh, for essentially uh, the winter sale plus a few days, it looks like. But boy, it's an, uh, taking a beating on the reviews. Yeah, so I think I f- found out why. Right? right? What the hell type of game is? Uh, I, when I saw the title, I thought it was yeah you know, a tie into like the Valkyrie Chronicles, you know. But yeah, no, it looks like uh, uh, essentially Norse uh, Dark Souls esque game. What did you say uh, it was called but, again? Valkyrie something? Yeah, Valkyrie Elysium. Apparently, hmm. they're talking about Ragnarok, the end times, right? Yeah. Hmm. Well, good for them, I guess. Save that world from from Ragnarok, hmm. but. Yeah, all time peak once again four months ago. Seven hundred sixty players, which has an estimated player ca- or owner count of fifteen thousand to forty one thousand, uh, based on reviews. Yeah, and with the player tracker, it gives a, a idea of about forty seven ish thousand. So yeah, I mean their their sales just seem to be all in the tank. Unless I'm missing something that you know is propping them up, yeah. You know, maybe the maybe the NFTs are saving them. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly. Well, maybe you know, I was gonna say quite possibly. That that feels a little too strong, but possibly. <laughs> All right. Um, ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. Our next news topic: Zaum Zaum Zoom resumes legal. Card. Dispute with Disco Elysium producer Cower, Cower, Cower Kinder. I apologize if you ever listen to this. I definitely butchered your name. Yeah, and we're sorry about the capitalism. Yeah. So basically, it sounds like they settled out of court. We're not going to find the details out because, yeah, right. But basically, the people that push the creators of Disco Elysium out. We're going to get away with it. Maybe pay a little bit of compensation. That's about it. Yeah, it does Which not sucks. make me look. Does not make me look very forward to Disco Elysium Two, assuming that there is one, right? Yeah, no, it doesn't make me look forward to it as well. Which it's a fucking brilliant game, but it makes me really sad, you know. Yep. 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 At least we got one out of it. Got one out of the deal. Mm. Would love to have more, but sometimes you know that's just the way. The way it be. Can we just sit the uh, sick the lizard brain on him? <laughs> Maybe uh, throwing the uh, you know the loud tie. Right. Who knows? Maybe the maybe the developer will go and make another game, a similar game in terms of styling. Although I could see them only having one of these in them. Truly, like this is. Oh, it also you know. depends on who who ended up with the IP, because. 
even though you uh, may have uh, worked on it, doesn't mean that you're allowed to if you don't own the rights to it. That's true, but I'm saying like a similar game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is that there's a lot of world building in this, and that's a lot of time building up. Yeah, I was going to say, or like I was saying, this is the kind of thing that someone, I could reasonably see only having one of these in them. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially if, uh, you know, they've spent years building up the world and building up, uh, you know, the inner uh, relationships between the different factions. Yeah. And having that, yeah, essentially their world bubble taken away from them. Uh, yeah, I just don't see how you'd rebound from that. I, I would just probably focus on a different type of game, assuming I even stayed in game development. Because yeah, damn, depending on what like, his sentiment is, he might just pack up and go home, you know, kind of metaphorically for a long time or for forever, you know. Which is incredibly sad considering, yo, just how utterly brilliant Disco Elysium was. Yeah. Sometimes so it turns, Yeah, it turns out we got the sad ending. Uh, we got the sad ending. Yeah, sitting alone in the fishing village. Still trying to figure out what that expression means. Right. <laughs> oh, they got you off guard there. Myself. I mean, since we mentioned it on uh, the Game Club episode, when that popped up, thought at least cover it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I do hope that we see something of a similar vein if we can't see another Disco Elysium from these guys. But it would. I could also see them easily not being as trustworthy about building another development team because, whew, right? They basically got forced out of their own company. Yeah, which sucks and has happened more times than I would mm-hmm. would care to count. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was so that happened to be pretty week. quick. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was kind of just more of an update than anything else. So. Uh, moving on to the community corner, covering our bases from last week, where I screwed up and I missed a article in the uh, uh, community feedback, and I do apologize about that. Yep, FIFA loot boxes violate Austrian gambling laws. A court rules. Um, this says Sony has been ordered to refund players, so the PlayStation maker can still appeal the decision, and you yeah. know they will. Oh, definitely. Especially if they're having to uh, refund, uh, was it three hundred some dollars per player? Um, I'm looking for the number in here. Uh, it's it's about halfway down the uh, article. Uh, yeah, the... approximately three hundred fifty-seven dollars U.S. dollars per player, mm-hmm. which tells you something about the average, huh? Yeah, I mean, just damn, I cannot. I'm... I cannot imagine spending $357 on a video game, let alone microtransactions and a video game. Yeah. That, that's the, just absurd to me. The only people I know who have done that, because I know a few, but they're clients of mine. People who suffer from, you know, debilitating mental health conditions, or at least, you know, moderate to severe ones. And that becomes part of their sort of treadmill, you know, so to speak. Um, they get their paycheck, or one of them is disabled, he gets his disability check, and he spends uh, basically everything he has left over. He pays all of his his bills, and then everything he has left over goes into uh, NBA 2K 
packs, whatever they're called, oh, every damn. month. Despite my best abilities to to convince him not to do that. That's just so damn sad. And the fact that it, it feels just criminal that not the fact that they exist, because that's kind of a, a different thing. But the fact that you could put thousands upon thousands of thousands of dollars into a video game like that and have like no limits and not even be close to <laughs> having everything. Yeah. Feels that just is... in- incredibly criminal, you know? Yep. I-, I guess I should say on a morally level, not a legal level, uh, level because, right? Yep. Although it's the whole thing, like just because something is legal or illegal, you know, doesn't yeah, make true. it right, doesn't mean it should be. But yeah, yeah Austria basically crazy. has out. Yeah, Austria has outlawed loot boxes. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, their gambling laws um, essentially say that loot boxes are banned because they actually can have real world um, monetization or benefits because you can sell them on the secondary market as well as some other stuff. Like, and so they banned them and. Um, you know, aside from uh, a fine and saying that, you know, they have to refund these people. There's, I don't think anything else that's happening or happened related to it, unless there's an update somewhere. Yeah, uh, this was uh, the newest thing I could find that was in English, because uh, what we were sent was a Reddit self-post that was citing German uh, news sources. Or German-speaking uh, news sources, because, you know, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was literally all confined on the English side of things. And I did not want to trust Google Translate, because, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for something that big. Because you start getting into terminology that Google might try to translate, and, you know, uh, you start getting some weird, uh, some oddities. So basically, they're on the foot now for uh, for refunds pending an appeal, which of course they're going to appeal it because yeah. So why wouldn't they? I mean, I mean, it'd be foolish for them to just accept it outright because one, it's setting a precedent, and two, yeah, uh, three hundred three hundred fifty. What was three hundred fifty seven dollars per player? That's still a lot, even if you limit it to just that country, because right. Yeah, but they also are just saying, "Oh, fuck it." Well, uh, you know, still put in loot boxes, and you know, uh, well, treat this as a cost of uh, operations at least for the time being. That's why I always felt like uh, fines should be based on income uh, percentages and not, you know, just a flat fine, because then it just becomes, you know, a uh, inability for people that are poor to do it, while the rich, eh, uh, right, right. But that, but uh, yeah, that's starting to get into other things. Yeah, on as a brief, I guess you could decide. Like, I agree with you. Just, I, I agree with that sentimentality. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hopefully they lose their appeal. Mm-hmm. What uh, uh, EA or loot boxes? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, I feel bad for people that uh, took up video games to try to get away from gambling because oh boy, right? Yep. Although, yeah, it's not all games, thankfully. At least not yet. <laughs> Hashtag not all games. <laughs> um, Actually, it's not all of them. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least my silly little squid game, uh, uh, they're 
a loot box is uh, you know, tied into the in-game currency. So there is that, right? Yeah. Also, you're a squid now. Um. All right. Uh, well, well, first of all, that's racist. I'm an octopus. My apologies. Just doesn't sound as good to sing it, though. You're an octopus now. I could call you an octopussy. That was a James Bond movie. Or not movie. Villain. A James <laughs> Bond villain. Bond girl. Whatever. Pussy galore. Man, the 60s were a wild time. <laughs> right. So, hey, Rage, how can people send us stuff if they want to? Well, if you wish to send us something, you can drop by the Discord, which you can find a link to that over at vtlpodcast.bogbean.com. You can email us uh, vtlpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us vtlpodcast on the Twitter, assuming that you know, it hasn't all burnt to the ground yet. Yep. Um, it was two-factor authentication went down again, and so did something else, like pictures wouldn't load for a few hours the other day. So, and, you know, uh, maybe it's Elon happening. Musk is trying to uh, uh, figure out who he fired uh, that he needs to try to rehire now. Yeah, needs to try to convince them to come back. Fuck that. I wouldn't be coming back. <laughs> Not unless I was uh, so desperate. Although it was funny about him, uh, you know, publicly firing and shaming the guy that uh, uh, he would... Uh, have to pay what was it like a hundred billion dollars to, uh, because of uh, Twitter buying out it, the guy's company, uh, and instead of just taking a flat out uh, single payment, he took on salary mm-hmm. uh, to be able to pay a higher tax bracket in Iceland. Good, good guy, good guy, right mm-hmm. there. Pay those taxes, support the social safety net. But anyways, okay. Um... How what what are the hey Rage? Why don't you hit them with them socials? Oh, your uh, socials. <laughs> well, I've been caffeine rage. Maybe someday I'll tweet again over at Game Real CR, or you can just be my friend over on Steam, Caffeine Rage over there. And you've been. I have been Jared. That transition is like always a little awkward. Ember, we just do do it like that. But hey, you know what else is new for us? We're we're awkward. I'm awkward. You can find me on Twitter, if it hasn't burned down, at JMA4707. I've uh, been engaging a lot with the Battletech community lately, like a lot more than usual. Um, I have been an active... I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, except like it makes me, me like feel uh, all fizzy. But I've been in active like, back-and-forth Twitter conversations with one of the guys who does the Battletech artwork, um, the actual official artwork that gets updated and, and used in the um, all the source books. So I have been very excited with that. And they've been doing like a March Madness style bracket for Battle Mechs um, that I've participated in and then thrown my two cents in. So that's cool. Um, also, I tweeted briefly, vaguely, about starting a cult today. Uh, listen to Franken content to get that whole story. Or you can, you know, message me and be like, you started a cult? Question mark. Actually, you started another cult? Question mark. You can, you can do that. Um, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash runic arts. Not my Twitch channel, but where the, when I do play Vampire the Masquerade on some Wednesdays, you can find it being streamed there. Um, I'm not doing any of the work. I'm just showing up and making my players cry. Um, you can also <laughs> be my friend on Steam, 
join the Discord. Come say hi. JArthur4707 on all the things. Woo. Woo. I I think that's it. Do we miss anything? Uh, I don't think so. As I, uh, I, I got to do the outro. Yep. Once again, you can contact us podcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, game-related topics. Tweet them to us, podcast. Drop out the Discord, which you can find a link to that and all our other stuff, both dead and not, over at vglpodcast.podbean.com. And if you wish to spread the love, you can find us on your podcatcher of choice to share out there. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this madness possible. You can find out more about that over at patreon.com slash podcast. Our intro and outro music is On the Ground by Kevin McLeod. You can find his work over at, at computech.com. And as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice, bye bye now. See ya. Bye bye.